0: Welcome to In Poor Spirits. My name is Mark Hunyu, and this is... Dimitri Gellis. And this is our first episode ever! That's right. Uh, We uh, have been working in the Chicago industry for a while. I've been working in the industry for seven years now, I think it is. What about you, my friend?
1: Uh, I've been working in the city for about six years, but I've been in the industry for my entire life. Yes, so
0: we, uh, I'm currently furloughed and this COVID thing has gotten us all in quite a sticky situation, but we still want to make cocktails because that's, uh, something we really enjoy doing. So we decided we would get together once a week now and, uh, make some yeah. cocktails. Yeah, let's do it. So we're going to start with the classics and, uh, you know, we're going to kind of talk about cocktails and what we like about them and spiral into hopefully nonsense. It'll definitely be some nonsense. So buckle will be some up. debates. Something like that. We're going to have some fun. I'm going to make you a margarita, Tommy-style margarita. One ounce simple sugar, one ounce lime, two ounces tequila. If you were lucky and you had some orange bitters, toss a few in there. Shake it up, pour it in.
1: Yeah, man. And I'm going to do a classic cocktail. It's called a Oaxacan. Uh, it's actually... A agave old fashioned. Any per- type of agave would work, but I'm gonna use mescal and I'm gonna use a little bit of dem sugar and a little bit of orange, a little bit of angostura bitters, and then a little splash, something secret that you're gonna have to try and guess. Mm. Okay, okay. It's not in a bottle, so you can't even read the label. I
0: like this. I yeah, like yeah. this. Okay, let's go. Cool. so if you guys, uh, this is a perfect time to grab whatever drink you might be drinking with us. Uh, if you're not drinking, uh, we'll be back in a second because we're gonna go make these bad
1: boys. Cheers. Cheers. Enjoy.
0: I like that a lot. That's uh, that mezcal. It's
1: fun to play with. It's the smokiness. You can play with a lot of different flavors that can react to smokiness and, you know, be unique in that way and taste different with mezcal than any other liquor. It's just a different uh, interpretation of a, an old fashioned right it's the most simple way to show off spirits i did add a little something secret like i told you i don't know if you've picked it out yet um it'll add a little bit of dryness it will add a little bit more orange you're going to accent that orange peel that i put in there for you clementine peel whatever it was you know, we improvised a little bit. We're
0: working with whatever's kind of in the fridge, uh currently. We're lucky we have I think we're working with nice alcohol at our dispense.
1: Yeah, we uh you know, we've collected things over the years. You know, having a nice mix of bitters and different things like that is helpful too.
0: What is a classic
1: cocktail? <laughs> I mean they're just cocktails that use straightforward ingredients, you know, that don't derive too far in one direction or the other that I don't know what is a classic. You tell me.
0: Or not even a classic cocktail, but just classic in general is something judged over a period of time to be the highest quality and outstanding of its kind. So it needs to be above the rest with that definition, I feel.
1: So I guess that ties into craft cocktailing in general, right? Like Anybody that does craft cocktailing knows that you build a menu or you design a menu around classics. You start with classics and you twist them and turn them to make them unique for yourself. Right. you. There's certain things that work together that you don't stray away from. And then when you want to be really creative, that's when you start to stray and, and do weird things and be unique. It's like kind of follow
0: the rules so much so you can break them.
1: Yeah. It's like this doesn't sound like it should be good together, but it is. Classics aren't like that. Classics, you know what you're getting. They're classic to us, right? Because they're the first cocktails we learn they're the most basic thing we learn right
0: i would say the old-fashioned is probably the most controversial of its origin because everybody has a different one right when we're serving and somebody from wisconsin comes in you know exactly when they order an old yeah fashion. they want
1: some bullshit dude don't even- yeah, see? that's just that's just not straight up and don't I mean, and i agree i'm no. not trashing all people from wisconsin there's no, some no, no, cool no. people i'm sure
0: just kidding. Wolf. I've had a lot of fun in Wisconsin in my childhood. I have to, yeah, I just it's, went for the first time to Milwaukee, actually, for my cousin's wedding. It was yeah, awesome. We went to the Dells that one time. That's right. Yeah, yeah, I've yeah. been to Wisconsin before that, too. I didn't even realize um, that. No, I love it. But don't ask me to put Sprite in that shit. Then the second definition says remarkably and instructively typical. Something that just sticks around, like bitters and sugar. I think limes they call it Limes and tequila. Limes and tequila. The margarita, I think, uh, was just based off of uh, a tequila shot. I think his name was Carlos Danny Herrera. And, uh, geez, I I did. I looked this up. I
1: did. I did. I looked up a little stuff.
0: But they said, okay, so it was Carlos Danny Herrera developed it uh, in his Tijuana area restaurant called Rancho La Gloria around 1938 uh, for aspiring actress Marjorie King. She was an old-time actress, and around that time as well, there was, like, a publication with Jose Cuervo when they first started importing into the U.S. They advertised with the saying, Margarita, not just a girl's name. That's, like, the first kind of published idea of a margarita. So it's so interesting to see, see, like, where we we find it within our literature, too, you know?
1: Yeah, but I bet you for a really long time, everywhere in Mexico, they were mixing... Water, lime juice, and tequila. And granted, it's not a full margarita, but they were just calling it lunch. And
0: yeah, well, I like those stories though. Like one of the ones for me kind of goes back to beer. And and granted, this is me kind of pulling some some out of my ass where I either heard or read it somewhere. But each tribe had this stick, and it was what they would kind of make their meat with or their you know their beer. And it wasn't as alcoholic as what we have now, but it's what we would know as beer. And as they drink from this mead that usually the wisdom or whatever of the tribe would make, they thought it was the stick because it would make them feel good, right? You would drink it. It's the magic stick. It's the magic stick. I'm butchering that story 100%. But that's like one of my favorite stories because it all comes from like these weird tall tales of like, yeah, this water made me feel good. It must be the stick.
1: Well, it was also the only water that wasn't making them sick.
0: Yeah, that's true because everything else was... Back in the day,
1: you you couldn't drink water. So they would make beer, unknowingly making beer. Uh, The magic from the stick was just yeast from the air, living on the wood. Turn that water, they'd introduce their sweet water that they're trying to make to a little bit of sugar. On that yeast, eats up all the sugar, turns it into alcohol. Open air fermentation, dog. I love it. We still do that today? Not the same way, but we still do, I mean, not weed, but... In America, there's a lot of open air fermentation that goes on.
0: And in my opinion, that's like, that's almost like where classics come from, right? It's the stuff that sticks around. Like, we didn't know it as beer back then, but it's what we use now. Classics are what we survive on, I guess, right? The things that keep us sane. Classic music.
1: Yeah, man, I've, uh, classic music, yeah. Have you been using a lot of music for quarantine? I've been listening to music, but not classic music at all. I've been listening to a lot of Logic. He released his last album. I've been listening to a lot of Lucas Joyner, or, fuck, Joyner Lucas. That. They got some brutal songs that that are just really good and, like, get you get you ready to go.
0: See, and then when does music become classics?
1: I don't know. I mean, there's classics in every genre.
0: Yeah. Like, if
1: you want to talk hip-hop, like, what's your classic hip-hop? I mean, to me, unfortunately, because it was 20 years ago, it's stuff from the late 90s, early 2000s. Yeah. You know what I'm talking know. Well,
0: because it's what we, it's like what we grew up with.
1: Yeah, but that's our classic. Now, do you want to talk like actual classics? Because I'm not going back and listening to classical music. No. Unfortunately, it's just not my thing. I would appreciate the classical music. Yeah, I can appreciate it for what it is. It's just not something that's on my playlist.
0: Right. But it's funny because that's technically what classical is. It's that range of, I think it's like 1750s to like 1820s. So if that's like the period... Of classics, like when does something turn classics? Because that's obviously not the case anymore.
1: Obviously, that's not what we consider classic. Cause, I mean, there's classic rock
0: that came out in the 70s, 60s. If we're not going like classical. Because I think classical is different than classics. Yes, yeah, so I was trying to say it. Really. So classical is, is different than classics. So Frank Sinatra for me is classics because that's yeah. what my grandfather used to Yeah, that's classics. So my dad used to sing walking around the house. Oh, man, fly me to the moon. And then... There's yeah, classic so cool. rock for some reason, which I put in this other category because it's what like my
1: dad listened to, right? What do you call classic rock? The Beatles, yeah, I guess. I say, like that's the one that comes up every time, right? It the does. Beatles.
0: Beatles. I would say like Aerosmith probably too, but the Beatles I think just have
1: also the way that they broke the barrier into what music could be is really cool because they went from what everyone wanted them to be to whatever the fuck they wanted them to be. But, like, that's that's where I would start with classic rock for me, because I, I can't really speak on anything before that. What do you consider a classic movie? Classic movie? So there's, like, two kinds of classic. Like, <laughs> that's a classic. You know what I'm saying? hmm Or there's just an actual classic. So then, to bring
0: this back, why is uh, Wisconsin Old Fashion not a classic? If it's their style classic. It is their style of classic. I'm just saying that's fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Okay. And I I know I'm not going to make any friends here either, but I agree with you. I was taught to make an old-fashioned. Also, don't put
1: a cherry in my old-fashioned. Don't do it.
0: Unless it's a a Luxardo, but even then I'm going to look at you.
1: I'm a stubborn bartender. Um, I really believe in my style, which sucks as we're talking about classics, which everyone should be able to share. But I'm I'm a big proponent of how I have learned things, how I do things, how I teach things. Because I literally, the last year or two of my life, have been training people, staff, bartenders, and servers how to sell cocktails and make cocktails.
0: You've never worked in the industry. Uh, Well, make your kids. Even if it's just
1: for a day. I don't think that we're like overly important. I don't think that we're, uh, you know, special in any way for doing what we do. But no. I do think what we do is unique, and everyone uses it. And everyone uses it. But if if you work even just a little bit in it, you tend to appreciate what's being done around you. Yes, and this is just a little bit of my own mentality. But Dude, I mean, get I, I think ears. that people don't appreciate what's in front of them and don't treat people right in today's world which sucks
0: especially as like a bartender when covid kind of hit and we had these new regulations in place and we're told this is how things are done now i felt like instead of being that hey we're here to take shots we're here to have a cocktail let let me serve you like i've now turned into like hey we're gonna have fun but let me list out these restrictions and and you turn into like kind of that Sourpuss instead of the friendly bartender, and it, and it sucked to have that dynamic change. You were already the sourpuss. Okay, well you know, yeah, I spent let's a go lot there. Of time
1: behind the same bar, you were definitely the sourpuss.
0: I think I stayed at that specific bar for longer than I needed to, uh, for my own bullheaded ways, you know? made good money. Yeah, that too. I think it was also the space. I think I needed a new change of scenery, because working at that weird pop-up Game of Thrones bar was exhilarating. It was new, and I,
1: I felt happier. We work, we work in an industry where it's weird to stay at a place for like three four years, you know? It it's is. It's weird. If you've been somewhere for five years, that's crazy. If you've been somewhere for ten years, I'm hiring you, because that means that you loyalty
0: right but i mean me and you are kind of a different cut we we stay with uh places for a while because i think you and i are a different set of bartender there is a bartender that likes to jump around because i think there is that point where you might turn into that grumpy bartender right you might yeah, you might we, become that person but then there's guys like me and you who do crave some sort of consistency and i think that's why we remain that sort of loyal to to the certain <laughs> places that we like and you know yeah it it really does depend i feel like if, if you're getting laid, too, that helps. I believe your wife called me out on it not too long ago. <laughs>
1: yeah, she told you need to get laid. Hey,
0: and she was right. But no, I mean, it's it's so many different factors. And <laughs> I love that you called me out on being grumpy, because I am. I
1: ha- I have been that grumpy bartender. I've also been that cool bartender, I hope, for some of you. Some- yeah, you're fun to work with. You're a fucking hot mess, but it's a good time. Hell
0: yeah, dude.
1: Uh, it also depends on our bar back. Because if you have a shitty bar back, then you're just going to be mad the whole time you have a good barback, then you're fine. You know, I don't think you've worked with me in a while. I haven't had a barback in a minute, so I've
0: gotten good on relying what on it. What if your
1: barbacks in this podcast? No, oh, no. Like,
0: Guys, I love you. Jake, <laughs> Josh, don't listen. You're perfect in every way.
1: We met. We're behind the bar. Um, Mark was a huge asshole to me for like two weeks. Because I got a job as a barback. I really needed a job. Um, We're not paying a pretty picture. I was going to college. And (laughs) now, man, you're going to come up. I'm into it. He told me barbacks don't last, so I'm not going to learn to talk to you.
0: It's a little true. I'm making a drink real quick uh, while Dimitri tells the
1: story. He said there's no point in us being friends. And I disagreed. And I wore him down and eventually he started being nice to me. Kind of, you know, sarcastically. But we got there. And now, um, we're pretty much best friends. Uh, he was stood up at my wedding. He is the godfather to my baby. Yeah. That was fucking fast, bro. Uh,
0: and I think we'll take this moment to do a quick cheers with anybody who's listening right now. There we go. Cheers. Cheers, friends. You guys, um, we've got off topic a lot. What's your classic movie? Some like it hot. And that's gonna be my stretch one. My real pullback one. Uh, and I don't know that uh, yeah, that's an old, oldie. Um otherwise, I wanna say like the shining. Cause that's like my dad introduced me to that, and the that's Shining's what got me like in you know, a horror. I like that. Um I'm a huge for everybody out there, I'm a huge horror sci-fi kid. My dad started me with like blazing saddles and Chucky and um Blazing Saddles.
1: That's not horror
0: or sci-fi. It's I like feel like West it's common. Fight. Well, yeah, but for its time, they like bumped it up into the future, technically, because it was a Western and then they had that Hollywood segment at the end, which would freak out the Cowboys. Yeah, I guess. It's a stretch. I'm definitely, yeah. I'm definitely pulling for that. You don't Science, have to agree with that. Uh, Star Wars, I guess. My dad was a Star huge Trek But I actually didn't fall for the Trek that hard.
1: I'm not a Trek guy myself. I, I do like Star Wars. You gotta, you gotta find them on VHS to get those on, uh, Altered copies of it. The ones on Disney Plus with that Anakin ghost in the end.
0: That's a classic story about a man who was given too much power over his IP. You should just let your old art be your old art, and you shouldn't be able to draw
1: over it like that. Yeah, man. I mean, your, uh, your Western sci-fi is uh, right up Star Wars. It's, yeah, man. <laughs> oh, The Mandalorian? That's yes, what I'm saying. It's I'm, a Western sci-fi.
0: I Well, see, and I appreciate it as a Western. I, I have it not... It's a Western. Yeah, I, 100%.
1: I've only seen... Three
0: episodes. Oh,
1: that's terrible. You should watch it. I keep hearing Baby that. Baby is so adorable. Is
0: but that's not why I watch Western. No, no. He's just like <laughs> an ad. And don't artist. get me wrong. I love puppet stuff. I watched the Dark Crystal one that I'm really sad they didn't re-up the second season on. Um, Which, another fucking classic. Jim Henson, right there. Uh, And, I mean, I love the puppetry, but there's something about The Mandalorian that does not bite me.
1: If I had to pick a classic movie um i hate myself for saying this but i didn't watch the godfather till i was like 25 i really love that movie it's really good and i think i could appreciate it for not being like hyped up by everyone around me telling me like oh this is the best movie ever i just watched it by myself in my house one day and then i continued to watch all three if you ever watch them you don't have to watch the third one okay. pointless pointless i mean it's okay pacino's cool in it but whatever i fell asleep during all most of the lord of the rings my mom would take us when we were kids. I feel like Lord of the Rings is classic for us. You know a movie I fell asleep in as a kid? Yeah. That my mom loves to tell this fucking story is Twister. That. I fell asleep during Twister next to the speakers in the theater.
0: That movie scared me and I don't know why. It was like, I just, I feel, and I feel like maybe it's because I might- a classic f- man? Those oh, the 90s. yeah. What's a, what would make a, a classic sports moment?
1: There's very few classic sports moments that everyone considers a classic sports moment, right? Because normally the classic sports moments you think about are your team. In my mind, one of my favorite sports moments, and it's a classic to me, is the Blackhawks winning the 2010 Stanley Cup, right? Patrick Kane makes the goal. Nobody on the ice, nobody in the stadium, nobody watching on the TV, except for those people that are really paying attention, knows he wins. He gets it in. It's so subtle. It slides in the back of the net, throws his gloves down, and starts celebrating because it's overtime so if they if they score and win then they win the whole fucking thing right so he he throws his gloves down starts skating down the ice towards his teammates and they all start looking around and then they realize then the buzzer goes off so like to me that's a moment that I'll always remember and I watched it on a TV maybe a 15 inch TV my family's restaurant back in the day and all of a sudden you just start hearing horns going people going crazy because it's the first Stanley Cup victory in most people's lifetime for Chicago which the Cubs won is the same and you were a little more involved in that because you were in Lakeview. But there's very few national, like, classic moments, right? Like, the, when we beat the Russians in the Olympics with the Miracle. That's miracle right. on ice. Yeah, like, that's, that's right. One.
0: And I think it, it needs to have that emotional connection, though. Like, you remember where you were when that happened. You it was know, me, the my dad,
1: and an old guy named Bob watching the game on a tiny TV. We closed the restaurant down. We stuck around to watch the end of it. Nice. Most people can tell you exactly where they were for all three.
0: I can tell you exactly where I was for the Cubs winning. I was about two blocks
1: from the stadium. You were two blocks from the stadium? Yeah, I mean, they were in Ohio, so whatever, but I was two blocks. I was, like, right in Wrigleyville, so I got to jump in. See, that's another classic sports moment in our lives, but maybe not in everyone's, but there's a large amount of people that that's a crazy life cool. moment for. And
0: the thing is, like, it's not classic yet, is the argument I'm making. It's still fresh enough to where I wouldn't consider it a classic yet. It's a, it's a monumental sports moment, but it won't become a classic until I get to tell it to my grandkids, right? Like, d- don't yeah. you need time for it to have, like, a bit of, of classic added to it?
1: Yeah, a little bit. Um, I'd say, like, that's a good thing. That's a good point, like, you telling your grandkids or even just your kids where you were the last time the Cubs won the World Series because you know, God knows when it's going to happen yeah, again. Never. The idea of passing it on like that is what makes it a classic, right? Sports are different.
0: Classic Classic Cubs. Uh, Scenario. I was working and uh, we had like A day that the Cubs were playing in the city, and it was super slow. And then the like final game for the actual World Series, they were playing outside of the city. Playing in Ohio.
1: Game 7.
0: Game 7. Was in Cleveland. Game 6 was in Chicago. Was in Chicago.
1: And I worked that day, and it was
0: very slow. So slow. Very slow. So Game 7 comes on. Management decided to cut the staff down because it was so slow for Game 6. We literally had two bars open. It was a four-bar um, venue. And one bar back between the two bars... A little context
1: of the story. Let's, right? let's hear it. He knows so, a bit more. So the, the location of the bar we were at is in Lakeview. And that day of Game 7, they thought if they lost, there's going to be riots in Wrigleyville. So for about a two mile radius around the stadium, they closed off all the streets and they stopped letting people walk in after a certain point. Like they would turn you away if you didn't live in that area. I didn't know. So that. then all the outskirting bars started to get packed. Yep. And that's what happened to you guys. We got filled. I was drunk already. He tried to d- call me. That's
0: right. So we were trying to get people in, but people were already drunk. I am like all hands on deck. I'm I'm a fairly new bartender at this time, and I was bartending, um, for over yeah. a year ago. Well, I mean, for, yeah, okay, whatever. Okay, so I've been bartending for over a year, apparently. I don't know, time, it's relative. Uh, And I'm just getting my ass handed to me. Like, there's no way I'm not getting my ass handed to me. I have one bar back, like, like, helping to assist two bars, and I'm just really tired. And I keep seeing this guy in the corner. We're at, like, an L's kind of shaped bar, and he's in the corner over here next to my glassware, like, my extra stock. And he's, like, fidgeting with his, like, fly or something, something near his pelvis area, and then like I keep seeing these girls who are also in the corner there with like this weird look on their face, and I finally like kind of finish some cocktails, move over to the corner, and this guy, he has his penis out in his hands, and he's trying to pee right in the corner where we keep our back stock of glasses, and I literally had to grab him by the the collar and just tell him, please put your penis away and get out of my bar. Because we had no security that night. But that's, like, my, one of my, I guess, classic, like, hey, put your dick away and get out of my bar. You know, that
1: bar is actually famous for people peeing in it. Is it really? I mean, slightly. Before it was what it was. It was called something different, and they had sand on the floor. That was yeah. it used to be, like, a college bar, and people would get super wasted and just pee in the sand. That was before my time. Mine, too. I think we were 21 when. No, I was still in California, for sure, at that point. Yeah, but, uh classic sports moments that I, I feel like I'm a part of but I really wasn't are like the, the Jordan years and in Chicago uh, I was in Michigan but my brother was born and raised in Chicago and he's a huge bulls fan and he's 16 years older than me so when I was it was their first championship was in 91, 92 93, 96, 97 98 I sat on the couch with him and watched all those games. No idea how cool it was what I was watching. But can look back at it and be like, oh. Um, I was there. I, I was part of it, but yeah. I really wasn't. Seven years old at that last one? You were you were watching sports like how I watch sports today. You want to talk about a classic video game that we had some fun with? Remember that time we played Madden? Madden <laughs> is a classic. I, is, I mean, we were playing a non-classic version, but it is a classic game, right? Well, yeah. I mean, so
0: classic video games would then be Mario, Sonic.
1: Yeah, Sonic. Play it on your Sega Genesis. So that was one of my first the consoles. handheld one the Dreamcat? no 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 the sega one there was a handheld sega that was like this big i have no idea really yeah. i didn't have that i had the genesis we were fancy kids super nintendo when it came out we had 64 when it came out we had the sega
0: we started sega genesis and then we went to uh was n64 pokemon a classic i think so pokemon transcended genres though because now you're going from card game to video game and then to anime yeah, because the TV show came
1: later. Yeah. But that's a classic game for me. I, I got good so. memories of that as a child. I think that's what I think of as classic. It's things that I like think back of when oh, I was yeah. little and they were cool. Or like even like classic music, like you said, like what our dads listened to, oh, what our grandpas listened oh, to. That's classic to. to us. Our family has so much influence on our tastes. Yeah. I miss my family. Yeah. I mean, this, this whole year has felt like
0: an eternity. It's been a long one. We're almost done. We are. We're almost done. I'm trepid for 2021. Excited to uh, have a new president. I was just stoked at uh, how many people turned up. It's the biggest turn up ever. Turn up for what? Um, no. Oh, shoot. Ah, see? I don't know the
1: classics, guys.
0: <laughs> Anyways, we have an Instagram, uh, and you can follow us on the Instagram. It's in poor spirits. And we will actually leave cocktail recipes on there as well. We're going to do this once a week, uh, whether you guys like it or not. And we're going to have conversation and we're going to have cocktails. And if you would like to join us,
1: we're more than happy to. We'll have put it. another chair in here. On a closing note from me, uh, Mark asked me earlier, I think it was last week, uh, what my goal of making a podcast is. And I'm not going to lie to you guys, I'm going to get Mark physically angry. So Wait, what? It's pretty soon. Physically angry? Physically angry. Like I like want you to stand up. Like maybe me? knock over the microphone. That'd be cool. I I think I can do it. I just need we need to find the right topic.
0: I don't know though. Or you could maybe because I'm grumpy, so you could do this. Oh,
1: I'm gonna do it. You're gonna do it.
0: I feel it. Um, anyways, we'll be back. We don't know what we're doing, but we're we're here. We're messing around. We're messing around. Having fun. Yeah, just hanging out.
1: And we love you. All right, Doc. We're gonna wrap this up. I gotta pee do too actually. see you later.